What's good, everybody? This your boy, Highlight Real, a.k.a. The Prince of Bots, baby. We are in the house. What is going on? This is a very special edition of the Life's of Botch podcast, brought to you by Gwinnett Nutrition, home of your favorite nutritional, nutritional meals from their loaded teas, where you can get tons of energy boosters within those that won't cause you to crash like your typical energy drinks do after a long day's worth of work. Or you can get yourself a meal replacement shake, you know, for those type of people who want to just get something on the go, have a nice little meal for breakfast, lunch, and or dinner, and uh, get some many, many, many good sugar-free type meal replacement shakes, such as <clears throat> key lime pie, cookies and cream, cinnamon toast crunch, which is very, very popular, and uh, yeah, all, all that other good stuff, so be sure to check out Gwinnett Nutrition, located on Grayson Highway in Lawrenceville, Georgia. All right, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, today's edition of the show it's definitely what we like to call Prediction Sunday. That's right. That's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we know, today is the day of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And, well, the Elimination Chamber, much like the Hell in the Cell and much like the TLC and much like the Money in the Bank matches, you know, these gimmick matches, what can I say, guys? They... They're kind of losing their special aura, you know, like I remember the original Elimination Chamber when it was first introduced and you had Booker T and Kane and Triple H and RVD and all those good people, you know, and I think about how back then, you know, Shawn Michaels, you know, I, I really think about how special that match was because Eric Bischoff created it and and it was a once in a lifetime event that you would see once a year and you still see it once a year, but now it's just like, I mean, guys, there's like two Elimination Chamber matches in this one pay-per-view. You really only need one. You don't really need two. But hey, it is what it is. So, without further ado, I'm looking at the match cards here, and uh, I'm going to give you guys some predictions and thoughts and opinions on each match. Uh, no particular order. Order, we're just gonna kind of go down the line and see what we can come up with. All right, so let's start here with the no DQ match between Alistair Black and AJ Styles. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we saw Alistair Black suffer his first pinfall loss. Now, WWE, as we know, has been doing some very, very, very questionable things when it comes to certain talents, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt the Fiend. He's been built up for almost just about a year as this unstoppable force, and then we see him go against Goldberg, and Goldberg beats him in three minutes, and, well, we already covered how that went, and we know. But as that example, here we are with a no-DQ match. Alistair Black is the recent victim, and I think this goes under the radar a little bit. Not too many people talk about this part because they were so, they're still so, so stuck on The Fiend and his loss to Goldberg. But Alistair Black is someone 
who has also been built up to be undefeated, if you will. I mean, for weeks and months, I mean, this guy was doing promos in a closet with smoke saying, somebody knock at my door and pick a fight with me. And then every now and then someone would, he'd have a match, he'd win, and then it was back to square one. And then he was doing that all over again. Then it got to a point where he did a promo and he was like, I am going to start picking the fights now. So then we would see him every week doing squash matches with people, whether it would be local enhanced talents or jobbers, as we call them, or jobber talent, which is people who you don't really see on TV. And when you do see them on TV, chances are they're there to make another talent look good. Alistair Black has been undefeated up until recently in this past Monday night's Raw. Now, albeit I get WWE was trying to justify him taking a loss by saying, hey, he was supposed to go against AJ Styles, but AJ Styles did the classic heel move and said, hey, you got to go against Carl Anderson first, beat him, then you'll get me. And then he beats Carl Anderson, and then he's like, you got to go against Luke Gallows. Beat him, then you get a chance to go against me. And he beats Luke Gallows via disqualification. AJ Styles gets in there. He's too weak. AJ Styles takes advantage and beats him one, two, three, cleanly. Obviously, you can tell by this match, AJ Styles is setting up his feud with The Undertaker for WrestleMania. Aleister Black seems to just be kind of a, a piece in this, if you will. I don't really know what to say about this one on paper, assuming this is completely one-on-one, which it probably won't be because I'm sure the OC will find a way to get involved. But overall, I'm going to say this match is definitely possible to be a match of the night if it sticks truly to just being AJ Styles versus Aleister Black for most of the match. I say if they can just wait to have the OC get involved, like, you know, maybe later, that would be better because I would love to see a match solidly between Black and Styles one-on-one. And then towards the end, let's say Alistair Black comes comes close to winning, then the OC gets involved. I'm going to guess The Undertaker somehow is either going to show up or, or if he doesn't show up, My guess is maybe his gong will hit and the lights will go out. And, you know, to those who know The Undertaker, he likes to play mind games around this time of year as he's getting close to mania. So maybe he plays with AJ Styles in the OC's minds, you know, and basically allows Alice Black to hit the black mask and pin AJ one, two, three. Uh, That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that's what happens. I'm going to say Aleister Black is going to win this match with the Black Mask, and it's going to be by a distraction from The Undertaker, or The Undertaker is going to save Aleister Black in the midst of this no-DQ match, and he's going to eliminate the OC and distract AJ Styles enough to cause Aleister Black to hit the Black Mask, one, two, three, and that's the end of that match. Hopefully, again, like I said, leading up to that outcome, hopefully it's still a competitive match and not just a complete interference fest because that's going to pretty 
much take away from the specialness of the match. So that's my thoughts on that one. So let's go to the Raw Tag Team Championship match. So recently, we saw this past Monday, my boys, the Street Profits. That's right, the Street Profits. Hey, let me get my red solo cup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take a little sip of this. OJ, shout out to them guys right there. You know, we saw them capture their first Raw Tag Team titles. And now the rematch has been clawed in, which is weird because they don't really do rematch clauses anymore. So the fact that they're going to be having a rematch for these tag titles is kind of interesting to me. But they'll be taking on Seth Rollins, Monday Night Messiah. And uh, his protege or disciple, if you will, and Buddy Murphy. Now, no doubt in my mind, this will definitely be a pretty good match. But much like the last match I just talked about with you guys, I'm pretty sure this is going to be an interference fest as well. Which means, much like the match on Raw, Kevin Owens and AOP and... Maybe the War Raiders. I don't know. Just whoever. It could be Samoa Joe if he's healthy. It's going to be a lot of interference. And I'm going to... Part of me really wants the Street Profits to retain. So I'm a little nervous here because I'm like, you wouldn't just put the belts on, on the Street Profits for nothing. But knowing WWE logic this could be a transitional champ moment where they put the belts on the profits just to see what kind of reaction they would get and to see if that's something they can do down the line. And maybe right now they're just putting the belts on them for like a test period. And then they're just going to give them back to Rollins and Murphy. So I'm just going to go on a limb and I'm just going to say Seth Rollins and buddy Murphy regain the tag team championships only for or maybe Kevin Owens and a partner of his choosing to take the belts from them. But I'm going to assume that on this one, I'm going to say Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy take home the championships and the Street Profits will have that transitional championship role, but they will be champions again somewhere in the future, maybe this summer or you know, something like that. Like, they'll get another opportunity, and they'll win them. But right now, I think they're going to turn the belts back over to Rollins and Murphy. Okay, so let's go to the three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. We have Braun Strowman, your current reigning Intercontinental Champion, going against Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. This will be the first time we've seen Sami Zayn in the ring for quite some time because he's been a mouthpiece for some months now. I don't think he's wrestled since last year, maybe, if that. So this should be interesting. Um, I'm just going to really go on a limb and just basically say Braun Strowman wins this match. There's no if, and, or but about it, people. Even with a three-against-one thing, it, let's just be honest. Braun Strowman's going to win this. I'm going to guess he loses the title maybe to a Sheamus or somebody uh, at WrestleMania. So 
this is Shinsuke's final chance at getting this title, and it will not come back to him. So, you know, but then again, there's a possible swerve angle. Maybe, you know, it didn't really say who gets the IC title, I don't think, if someone gets the pinfall. So let's say Cesaro gets the pinfall victory. Technically, that would make him the IC champion and not Shinsuke. So maybe in that angle, then you could set up a triple threat match. Or maybe you can just set up a feud with Nakamura and Cesaro. And I wouldn't mind seeing that. But WWE, that would be too smart for them. So, yeah, Braun Strowman's going to retain this title, folks. And, yeah, he's going to roar, throw his hands up, and do what Braun Strowman always does. So, yeah, that about does it for that one. Okay, on to another title match here. Basically, I just realized that the majority of this pay-per-view, really all of this pay-per-view, is pretty much championship matches. This is not just Elimination Chamber. This sounds a lot like Night of Champions because just about every title is defended today except for the main titles. No WWE Championship on the line. No Universal, SmackDown Universal Championship on the line. So this is very interesting to me in knowing that every other title is on the line tonight. Go figure. Um, except for the women's championship. Yeah, so the men's championships and the women's championships are the only things that aren't going to be defended tonight. So hopefully this pay-per-view in whole should end at a very quick time tonight, you know? Hopefully I'm thinking 10 o'clock. This would probably be over. Now, United States Championship match. Andrade is going against, oh my goodness, Humberto, Humberto Carillo. Oh my gosh, this guy has another championship match. He has not won anything. Why does he have another chance at this title? Oh my gosh. Guys, I, I don't know. I'm I just I, I'm baffled at why they keep giving him this opportunity. He's he, you know, once upon a time in WWE, there used to be a time where you actually earned championship opportunities. You know, you had a ranking system where you would beat a couple of people and then you know you fight for a number one contender spot, you know, just like they do in boxing and UFC, you know, the real way of getting championship titles. It's almost like WWE doesn't really even care anymore. They're just like, you get a title shot, you get a title shot, you get a title shot. Hey, listener, yeah, guess what? It's your lucky day. You get a title shot. I get a title shot. We all got title shots. <laughs> Man, this is unbelievable. Humberto Carillo, another chance at losing again. I don't even think I really want to predict this one because based off of the trend, this man has lost every single time. I don't think this will be any different. He's going to lose, and that's going to be that. By some stretch of a chance, if he happens to actually win tonight, there are reports saying that possibly there's going to be a fatal four-way at WrestleMania between Humberto Carillo, Andrade, and Rey Mysterio, and... 
Garza. So if that is the truth, maybe by some little swerve of a chance, Humberto Carillo actually pulls this off, wins the title, and then sets up a fatal four-way for Mania for that title. Because Andrade would want his rematch. Angel Garza, you know, with him being cousins to Carrillo, would probably say, hey, I've beaten you. So that means I get a title shot. And then that causes those two to feud and have some tension. And then Rey Mysterio just by default, because he's been kind of a part of this. And technically speaking, he was a former U.S. champion. I don't think he ever really got his rematch. So, yeah. It would make sense. Either way, I think it's still going to lead to that fatal four-way, but for it to logically make sense, Umberto would have to win this match so that it logically makes sense to do a fatal four-way because that would only be the only case for his case is that he's the champ. But who knows? We'll see. I'm not banking on it. My prediction goes as this, guys. Umberto Carrillo will do what always happens. He will lose. That is that. Okay, so that leaves my two Elimination Chamber matches. Let's go ahead and start with the Tag Team Title Elimination Chamber match, which I'm going to say is going to kick off the show. They're going to kick the show off with this match for sure. You have the Tag Team Champions in The Miz and Morrison going against The New Day, going against The Usos, going against Heavy Machinery, going against Lucha House Party, going against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Okay, so the Lucha House Party definitely will not win this match. So I'm not even going to give them the option. Miz and Morrison just won the titles, but that does not mean WWE won't find a way to still allow them to lose it. Maybe they were transitional champs in this moment. There's also a little rumor, I don't know if it's still completely true, but once upon a time there was a rumor that Miz and Morrison would break up and feud against each other. Maybe they lose these titles and that's what sets that up for Mania. Who really knows? We'll find out. Uh, it won't be the New Day because they just lost the titles and they don't really need them right now, so I don't see the New Day winning this. The Usos, I can make a case for but I don't think they'll put the belts back on the Usos just yet. So that leaves Heavy Machinery and Ziggler and Rude because out of every tag team in this here little match, Heavy Machinery and Ziggler and Rude have a ongoing storyline right now with the love triangle, I guess, between Mandy Rose, Otis, and now Ziggler. So one would think somehow it gets down to these three teams. I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler and Rude, Heavy Machinery, and Miz and Morrison. And then somehow I'm going to say Heavy Machinery upsets and they get rid of Miz and Morrison to where we're going to have new champs. And then that sets up Ziggler and Rude to somehow you know, maybe maybe Ziggler has Mandy Rose come out, you know, as a as a distraction. And she distracts Otis and it causes them to lose. 
which then will set up the continuation of that going into Mania. So that's my prediction. I'm going to go on a limb and say Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode pull this off only because of the storyline that's going on with Heavy Machinery and Dolph Ziggler and Mandy Rose. Sounds too smart for WWE logic, but I'm going to go on a limb, and that's going to be my prediction for that. Which leads me to the final match on this card. Can't say this will be the main event, to be completely honest with you. Actually, you know what? I think this would be the main event because I got a nice little swerve for the outcome of this one. So I think this this elimination chamber right here with the women, I'm going to go on a limb and say this actually main events. Also, because of the fact that the women have main evented a lot of pay-per-views, and I don't think a woman's elimination chamber has main evented. So this would be a good time to do that. That's something the women haven't done before yet. A main event elimination chamber. So you have Natalia, the veteran, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan, a.k.a. the rest of the Riot Squad. Now... I'm just going to tell you right now with the Riot Squad, even though they've put a nice little side storyline with those three, neither of those three women are really going to win this match. I'm just going to be honest. When they were a group as the Riot Squad, they did nothing. Absolutely nothing. All three women are talented in their own right. They just did nothing. So I don't expect them in their separate, separate, you know, and their separate singles competitive runs. The only one out of the three that really deserves a run is Ruby Riot. But as we know, Ruby Riot doesn't have the typical look of the, you know, prototypical woman that Vince McMahon likes to push. And that's where my swerve comes in because honestly, off top, Shayna Baszler is the one that we expect to win this match. But as you guys may have heard in recent reports, Vince McMahon has already ripped up the plans for Shayna Baszler because he ain't really feeling Shayna Baszler. Paul Heyman is the one that's trying to push Shayna Baszler because much like Paul Heyman always does, he always has someone that he believes in. He has a different perspective than Vince McMahon does. And anytime he, Vince McMahon gives him a chance to try his perspective, his perspective kicks in and says, no, we're not going to do that. That is the end of that, and, and yeah, no, no, and no. I'm going to do what I want. So, based off that logic there, I got a nice little swerve here. And so, breaking this down, Asuka could come out and win this, but given the fact that we've already seen her and Becky Lynch I don't know how many times, She's not going to win this match, but I will pick her as one of the finalists in this match. Shayna Baszler, I don't think is going to win this either. I'm going to say there are reports going around that Ronda Rousey was on the WWE headquarters. You know, oh, uh, Titan Towers out there in Connecticut. She recently visited there and she does have a year history at this point now with uh, Rebecca Quinn, 
Lynn, aka Becky Two Belts, aka Becky Lynch, aka Becky McGregor. Yeah, you heard me. Becky McGregor. Cause she biting off your boy Connor. But that's okay, cause I still like Becky. I'm liking the swag on her. But she kind of biting Connor a little bit. She gotta kind of tune it into her own thing. So for for right now, until she does, she gonna be Becky McGregor in my book. Nonetheless, I feel like one of these women, and it could be Natalia. Let me tell you why, guys, because Natalia is known, she is known for taking the bullet quite a few times on some things. And I know that her and Ronda Rousey also have a history with each other. Because the last time we saw Ronda Rousey, she was a heel. Her and Natalia have a history because Natalia was training Ronda Rousey when, you know, when she was coming into the business. And I don't see how and why she would, you know, I'm calling right now that Natalia is probably going to get beat up in this match. Or actually, no, before the match starts, she's going to get beat down in the back. You're not going to see who did it. And then what's going to happen probably is you're going to have Ronda Rousey probably step foot in this chamber. And yeah, she, even though Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey are good friends, I could very well see her swooping on up in there somehow and actually winning a shot to go against Becky McGregor at WrestleMania 36. Giving us the true one-on-one match that we should have gotten last year, right? But Charlotte had to stick her way in there. She won the Royal Rumble this year, so we don't have to worry about Charlotte. Vince clearly doesn't seem to be all in on Shayna Baszler. So if Ronda Rousey comes in for the swerve, it sets up Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. That would make sense to me, actually. That's one logic that I actually would agree with if that actually happens. So, again, assuming that does not happen, you would think Shayna Baszler wins this match. But based off of those recent reports about Vince not really being all in on her, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm just going to say Ronda Rousey sneaks into this match by beating up Natalia backstage. And we won't actually see that she did that. It's just going to be like a, a mystery thing, you know? Natalia is going to end up beat up in the back, unconscious, can't compete. And then it's going to be a mystery opponent. And there you go. Ronda Rousey comes out, shocks everybody, and it takes a turn. And then it comes down to probably Rousey, Baszler, and Asuka. And then from there, who knows? At that point, it'll be down to those three. And I don't know about you guys, but I would love to see Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and Asuka be the final three in this match for a chance at Becky Lynch. Because we never really got to see Asuka go against Ronda Rousey when she was pretty much running through every other woman. So... That would be an interesting dialogue. And then, of course, we haven't seen Shayna Baszler and Oscar go at it either yet. So don't tell me that wouldn't be awesome. And that totally is must-see TV at that point. So there you have it, folks. I'm going on a limb, and I'm just going to say Ronda Rousey somehow makes her way into this match out of surprise for your holy you-know-what moment. 
And uh, yeah, she's going to win this match and go on to WrestleMania to go against Becky. And that's my prediction that I'm going to stand on. You know, got to give you guys a little swerve prediction there. But if if by default that swerve prediction doesn't come to life, Shayna Baszler is obviously the winner of this match because that's what they've been building towards, and it's a no-brainer. But I'm just going to say WWE is known for swerves, and if those reports are true about Vince, then I'm just going to say Ronda Rousey going to sneak on up in there, and she's going to take it, and Vince is going to get what he wants. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is your Elimination Chamber contest. Um, yeah. Don't see much for a pre-show which is why I didn't cover a pre-show. I don't see any pre-show match cards right now. More than likely, the pre-show is going to start in just a little bit, so that's probably going to be that. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that does it for this episode, this uh, special preview episode of the Life's a Botch Podcast. Be sure you follow us at Life's a Botch Podcast, all things Life's a Botch Podcast. Make sure you join the group on Facebook so you can talk some chat. Trash. We're going to have that feed live for uh, Elimination Chamber tonight so you guys can talk a little trash, talk about what you like, what you don't like. Maybe somebody has a funny outfit tonight and you just want to, you know, go in on them a little bit, check them. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back with you guys later this week. Got some other dope interviews coming up. And uh, until the next time, y'all, y'all be easy now. Peace!